I grudge them, grudge the man, you know. I threw him a fight for black liberation. And him a one true warrior. Them I want to try to stop him. But them can't stop the man. Them can't stop Raheem Shabazz. That's why anytime me want to listen to revolutionary liberation vibes, me tune into Necessary Blackness Podcast. Me not hear them like a Yaga Yaga podcast them. I be your Necessary Blackness me rock with. Anytime me want your true warrior talking. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docu-series. Wingy Apparel is the latest fly and revolutionary streetwear to hit the market. Wingy is the outfitters of freedom fighters everywhere. Wingy is a Swahili word that means abundance. No one has ever gone broke by giving. So if you have it in abundance, sharing is better than receiving. Follow us on Instagram at Wingy Apparel. That's at W-I-N-G-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned, and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to NecessaryBlacknessPodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Peace and Black Power family, this is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today I have a special guest in the building and she is no stranger to the Necessary Blackness Podcast. And once again, we have Marcy Lee. How are you? I am great. How you doing? I am doing wonderful. Just holding it down. And um, it's been a minute since the audience got a chance to hear from you. I know. What's up, Necessary Blackness Podcast listeners? Happy to be back. And um, I I think now is a real good time for you to be back, especially the subject matter that we're going to deal with, because we had a conversation before about Cardi B. That's right. You know, not a debate. It was a continuous, (laughs) contentious. If I'm saying the word right. Yeah. Okay. But it was a good conversation. Very spirited. That's the one thing that I like is that we don't have to be uniform in our belief, but long as we unified in the struggle. Right. So we don't always agree on everything or anything, but um, we do agree that we have to dismantle the system of racism and white supremacy. So we do agree on that. Right. So we're going to jump right into it. 
What you want to talk about? Well, you already got the ball rolling. You might as well hit it off with Miss uh, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion and this new song. Yeah. When you seen it, what was your first thought? I was kind of disappointed. But you know what? Um, A lot of people, they have become so desensitized to it. It doesn't impact them anymore. I feel good that it still does impact me and that it it still um, causes me some type of discomfort. So it lets me know kind of like where I am. When I saw the video, it's just like, dang, like, can we get it together? Like, can we get it together, black people? Don't we understand, you know, when we see these visuals, when we receive these messages and it's put out to the public, do you understand the impact that it has on the black community? Because uh, that's my main priority is the black community. Yeah, I, I, I was disturbed not too much by the video or by the song. I just don't understand why there's no balance. This is mainstream. You can't get a conscious rapper or song to go mainstream. And if we had conscious rappers and mainstream rappers where there was, it wasn't so much oversaturated with negative music. It's just like it's one-sided. Then, you know, there's music for everybody because there's a segment of society that enjoys that type of movie book. That, that, that music. Well, see, then you understand. Yeah, you said yeah. you don't understand. Well, I do but understand, you understand. To, to a certain degree. But let me tell you what was most disturbing is the online ruckus. I'm talking about, let's, let's just start with this. There was a petition. You heard about the petition? Yeah, I heard about the petition, which was just ass backwards to me. Yeah. Sorry. People you know, put but. Together a petition, and within 24 hours, they had 75,000 signatures. To get uh, Carly Jenner, that's her name. Kylie. Kylie Jenner. See, I don't even know her name. That's how much I keep up with. That's how irrelevant now. (laughs) Nah, that's how much I keep up with it. But they they have a petition that's going around where they are um, asking that um, she be removed from the video. First of all, I want to know why 75,000 people can sign that petition and how many of them took the time to sign the petition for Beyonce Taylor? Well, see, that, that goes to the priorities. Like, that goes to the mindset of our people. Mm-hmm. Just because something is popular, popping, and everybody is on it, don't mean that it's the right thing. And that's the thing that we have to be aware of. I'm starting to see that each and every day. You know, for instance, a couple of days ago, two days ago, um, they had uh, an election for the uh, district attorney of Fulton County. Mm. Brother, black brother, uh, Paul Howard. This is the uh, district attorney that put those charges on those race soldiers that mm. shot Rashad Brooks, mm-hmm. right? They had, she, he had a, a female that was going against him. Do you know that he only got 27% of the votes? Wow. Do you know uh, Atlanta has over a million people in Fulton County? They said only like probably... 50,000 voted. Mm. Now, that goes to show you, and I'm I'm almost certain if everybody that was at the protest that been going on for the last four or five months went out and vote and voted for someone that's charging race soldiers, like this is what we marched Well, see, for. that's what we have to they figure out. They didn't, they didn't go out and vote. See, as a community, that's why we need to figure out where the breakdown is happening. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't even know her name, but I saw a lot of propaganda 
or messaging going on about the woman who opposed him. Yeah, I forgot her name. And she was um, endorsed by the police commission, right? Yeah. Or the, okay. Yeah, she took $200,000 from them. Okay, so instead of looking at that, I'm looking at like the community. What? Where's the breakdown? Why didn't we show up? Like, because we are responsible. That's our job. I'll tell you why, why we didn't show up. I know why I showed up, but I'm going to tell you why everybody else didn't show up. Okay. Because those that was protesting was just there for the moment. They was there for the camera. They Ooh, the optics? For the, for, for the selfie. Okay. You know, it was a thing to do. You know, um, it's not really cool taking a selfie where you at the voting booth. But what can we do with that? Because remember, I've been saying that for a long time. Our people get caught up in the look. I need to post for IG. Mm-hmm. I need to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. This is a good look. But all of this talking, what is it good for if our people aren't on the same well, page? I think that they're going to see when the heat is turned up. The heat they, is and, turned and, and, up. No, no, no. It's really about to get turned up because what's going to happen is... This new district attorney mm. that was not only endorsed by the police department, she also took campaign contributions from the lawyer that is representing the police that shot Rashad Brooks. So you see where that's at. And then uh, Paul Howard, by the time this case go to trial, he's not going to be district attorney no more. Mm. So they already, you can see where it's going, right? This man is going to walk and then y'all going to want to so uh, he, protest again. He's district attorney. How did he get in office? Was he voted? He was in voted. Utah? Okay, he was, so he's been in office for about maybe 10, 15 years. So his supporters just didn't show up. Basically. I'm not gonna say his supporters. That's probably the only ones that did show up. You know, the mm. people that supported him in the past, but the younger generation. So were there any activists? Show up. Well, Ti um had him on his podcast. Mm. Um, and Ti um broke down the whole scenario where he went um Fonnie Williams, I think her name is, or, mm. or Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to her and said, listen, I heard that the police union endorsed you and um, whatever they gave you, I'll give it back to you. I'll give it to you and you have to um, don't accept their, um, you know, their uh, endorsement. Contribution. And she said she wouldn't do that. Don't this seem like a big conflict of interest to you? Like when you're receiving funds. I mean, I know it happens all the time. Yeah. But it just seems like a huge conflict because how can you work for the people and the best interests of the people if you are accepting funds from these absolutely, organizations? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know the 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 uh, the message was out there of who she was, mm-hmm. who she aligned herself with, and um, I don't know if people gonna get gave her the benefit of the doubt or it's just that you know that two hundred thousand dollars that they endorsed her with really helped her. <laughs> I don't want to get back off uh, subject. Oh, you mean back to the, the, the real topic? Yeah, the real topic. And uh, what, 80 million views? 80 million Breaking views. records. What does that say? Yo, that say that we living in a day and time, man, like no other where entertainment is controlling the narrative. It's not only controlling the narrative, it's controlling the way people live their lives. And that's the dangerous part. Yeah. Because... And just like I posed the question last time, her activity, mm-hmm. and you know, I hate you know pointing certain specific people out, calling Cardi B out. Um, it baffles me when she speaks up against white supremacy or um, injustice. 
and then she's committing injustice against our people. That's how I see it. And I think that's where we disagreed. And you're going to do it all this. But look, is she not committing an injustice against black people? Absolutely. Whenever you put up an image that's detrimental detrimental to us as a race, a group of people, it's an injustice. You know, but the main thing is that she said something that was very profound Mm -hmm. in an interview, right? Mm -hmm. And um, she said, this was an Apple uh, music interview, and she said that she made a record. I can't recall the name of the record, but it was a record about upliftment, empowerment, and it didn't um, talk about sex or denigrate men or women. And that was her lowest selling record. Okay. You know, so in that same interview, she said she went where the money's at. Okay. So what does that say? So that's It actually mirrors what we were just talking about with the the woman taking funds from the police commission. She doesn't work for us. She doesn't have our best interests. And that's the same thing with Cardi B is saying. She's saying, I'm about the bag. I'm not about you. I don't care about what happens to you. I'm going after the money. And what is that? What should I say to black people? It's sad. We're the holders and keepers of our self and predicament. And if we keep continuing to support music like this, then, you know what I mean? It's nothing else that we can why would Why would anybody else from any other community respect us if we can't respect ourselves? They're not. And that's what you see today. I hear or I've heard about this argument where women are saying she's... Um, she's taking control or power of her sexual um, being. Like she's taking control over that. And I hear a lot of women saying when men were doing it in their lyrics, no one had a problem. Now she's doing it. What's the problem? I've been hearing that argument over and over. And, you know, let me tell you something, right? That's a feminist argument, right? And, And it's coming from those who are trying to create a gender war between black man and black woman. Yeah, black man in the 90s made a lot of records that was denigrating black women, right? We went through that era. Right now- In the present, right, right now. Right now, in the present, I'm saying we're supposed to be evolving. Evolving. We're not evolving Hello. if we still making those type of records. And it don't matter if it was males making it, if it was females making it. So it's the argument is, oh, it's not fair. When men was making it, you know, nobody had a problem with that. Well, maybe we smartened up. Maybe we grew... Even Snoop said that he regrets making the records he made. Right. You know, but you know what's the sad part? As she get older and her daughter get older, she's going to regret the music that she made. But she's going to regret it because she has a daughter that is of age now. But you have to go back and think of the, what, you said 80 million? Why are you how many how many young females out of that eighty million is she impacting, influencing? That she impacted? And this is the thing: I can't be certain that she's going to regret it. You know, because a lot of times people convince themselves, like, "Well, I had to do what I had to do." You know what I'm saying? They convince themselves that what they did was just a, a, a ends to a means, like it, it just had to be done. If she didn't do it, somebody else would would have done it. And that is such a no, a low vibrational argument. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not true. She knows what's right. And she knows what's wrong. But she don't care. And the thing is, once we hit a certain level of maturity, like with our mind and our spirit, 
and you're 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 in a space where you're trying to evolve and grow like you suggested yeah. there's no way that you can accept this in in your life like if you are a person who's on a certain path there's no way that this would be entertainment to you no it's not it's now not. you can't even vibrate off of this you like, can't and but this is the thing my mom always taught me you know, certain business stays in the house. Mm-hmm. You don't take certain business outside the house, meaning black people are inside mm-hmm. business. Some stuff is not supposed to go out to the public, out to mainstream. Some stuff is in-house. Same thing with your sexual appetite or what you do in a bedroom. Some stuff is supposed to be remain in adult spaces as well. If your children... If this is something that you can't do with your children, it shouldn't be in the public. No, nah, absolutely. Absolutely. We already know what needs to be done. You know, I think there's, that- There's um, several artists that I'm sure people may be aware of that are conscious. What's the one that always comes to mind? Well, you got uh, Sarak. Sarak. Um, Raz, how you, I mess her name up. Who? Raz. Oh, Rhapsody. Rhapsody, yeah. Um, Another dynamic it- sister. It's 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 a lot a lot of people out there who are you know in the industry but they don't get no love just like what Meg the Stallion was saying I think um, in her interview that you pulled up um, where CeeLo Green was yeah. you know talking against you know yeah. what they were doing you know you said to apologize right? you, you well know. you know people apologize because they yeah. can't stand up for what they believe yeah, in yeah he caught a lot of heat Man, please and, and you know what so, F, what, what F Twitter said, oh, what he was what was on his moral conscience. He like, ain't the you know, only one. I believe Jermaine Dupree, people over time have said, what well, he said it was stripper music some yeah, a year or two yeah. ago. It's the truth. Speak in your truth. That's why I don't respect people. I don't care how many followers you got, how many likes you got. There's a certain real people, they recognize real, real people. people. If you're following up behind what's popular and what's hot just because you want to be accepted, just because you want to be in an in crowd, you're a follower. Mm-hmm. That that's what you are. But that's the we live in to answer your question, everybody want followers. Everybody <laughs> want followers. Well, you know, I, you know, it is what it is. But um, to answer your question, I feel like first of all, there has to be discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like each individual they have to have discipline within themselves, um, and we have to have a commitment to black people. And you have to understand like what that means to be committed to black people. What is in the best interest of black people is Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion rubbing up on each other and being sexually overt. Is that the best thing for black people? Absolutely not. It's, it's really simple. I just think that people make it challenging and difficult because they want to do what they want to, to do. do. And it's, it's all right. Do what you want to do, right? But don't normalize it, normalize it and make it seem like, you know, this is and and this is the sad part. You know, um, a lot of females are saying that this is sexual liberation. Like, I don't know too many songs and I'm not a female, but I doubt if any song is going to sexually liberate a woman, you ain't going to get your liberation from uh, a song, whether it's. Physical, sexual, or spiritual liberation. I mean, I don't understand how it's liberating when you knew it before. Like, these are things that have been said, right, in the past, right? Has has Little Kim not said this? Has 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 Foxy Brown not said this? 
You know what I'm saying? It, I mean, I know it's a new generation, but come on. It's, once again, we're just going back to, um, I think it's a, a demoralization yeah. like of the society of, of just our people. And it's done on purpose. And that's my problem when Cardi B starts talking about this white supremacy, this injustice. You are a tool. They're using you. You're a part of this. You're a pawn. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're using you to hurt us. Do you not see that? And you know what? I want to be fair, right? I'm geometrically opposed to that type of music, um, especially in the time that we're living in right now, right? But I cannot, you know, critique and analyze and criticize that type of music without also criticizing those that make music about death, destruction, and drugs and because all this those who are you are you comparing the male counterparts males yeah yeah it's all equal plane i agree the sexual charged lyrics and then the lyrics about killing and drugs and guns and all of that like well i agree you know so i just know i just want to put that out there because i know like well god damn what about the pill popping the gun shooting look we can talk about all the ills like yeah the social ills of society right the all the ills within our community the black community because even like bootsy is his is his name bootsy badass or is it just bootsy anyway he tripped me out because He's he's criticizing people standing in a Gucci line. Come on, white supremacy, they don't like us and all that. Look what you're doing to black females. You up here exploiting black females. You're doing the same thing. It's a different um, activity, but you're still participating in the destruction of black people. You know what so, that means, right? What's that? That means we get upset when white people do it to us, but when we do it to ourselves, it's all right. And it's, that's starting to become normalized. Like, we got to have that same... No, what it is, is black people don't like nobody telling them what to do, even if it's right. Mm -hmm. They just don't like nobody telling them what to do. So, yeah, they can point the finger at white people and say, y'all wrong, y'all doing this and that. But like you said, when we're doing something wrong... We're like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. You know, like, you can't come on now. It's, it's, it's very simple. We got to call a spade a spade. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back from that quick break. And we're going to wrap it up. And um, I got a question. Yeah. So I'm going to let her answer this last question. And then um, we're going to be right back. So peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz. And you are tuned in. To Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to NecessaryBlacknessPodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth.
Truth is relative and always to be sought. Peace and Black Power family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz. And for those that are just joining us on Necessary Blackness podcast, I am in the studio with my lovely co-host, Marcy Lee. What's up, Marcy? What's up, what's up? And um, we was talking about the whole hoopla with Cardi B and Megan Stallion. But I had one more question I said I wanted to ask you before mm-hmm. we went to the commercial break. Right. What is that? You ready that? for this question? I'm ready. You ain't ready. I'm ready. All right. So there's this big argument and they got how many views you said? About 80 mil. 80 million views. That's a lot of views. That's a lot of right? views. So is that evidence that men want a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets? What do you think? No, I've heard this argument. Like, I've heard some people say this, and no, because is Cardi a lady? She's married. Don't do that. I don't care that she's married. I do not care one bit. I mean, if she was respecting herself, I would respect her. So okay. why would I respect her if she don't respect herself? So you're saying that um, you have to be a lady in the streets first. Well, for, I mean, I think a lot of people do want that, but I don't think that this is evidence of it because she's not demonstrating that. If someone showed me one segment, one scene, one clip, one even clip out of her life when she's being a lady, then I would say, oh yeah, this is evidence. But I, if someone could bring it to my attention, some type of evidence showing me that, then I would say yes. But I do think a lot of people, a lot of men Mm -hmm. might want a lady in the streets, and a freak in the sheets. So, yeah, I think that's it's true, but I don't think that this is... In this case. ...an example of that situation. Okay. And you know what? I'm sitting here, and I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, right? Because we do know this is entertainment, right? So-called entertainment, right? And if they would show more pictures of her or in her daily life as a mother... You know, as a sister, you know, um, as a wife, then I think people could be like, okay, it's entertainment. It's just a a a, a record that she put out, but um, there's no balance with her. You know, what I mean, this she is, is who all we she get is. from her, and, and you know, the thing about it is, um. I haven't watched Love and Hip Hop, but I heard she was on there and, you know, it showed her rise to fame and stardom from being in the strip club and, and things like that. Um, and you would think once you reach a certain level, you know, that you evolve and you mature, you know. Why would she? When you're getting 80 million views, right? Why? Why? She has no motivation to do that. There's no encouragement for her to do that. And you brought up that she's a mother, a wife, and something else that you said. Those are just titles. Many times we have an idea of what a mother is. Mm-hmm. We have a, a an idea of what a wife is. She says she don't cook and clean and she still got the ring. So even if you, there is no balance. She's 100% what she is. You know why she don't cook and clean? I don't know. She got too much goddamn money. She hired maids to do that. I bet you prior to, she she probably uh, <laughs> didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like she's being who she is. Nah, and I don't I feel like you. there's no way to clean that up. 
No. How you you just can't clean it up. You're trying to make something into something it is not. And I'm not what I'm not doing is criticizing who she chooses to be. My issue is the impact that is having on the black community. My number one is black people. Mm-hmm. I see her as a problem for black people. That's it. That's right. You heard it here first on Necessary Blackness Podcast. And I am your host, Raheem Shabazz. And Marcy Lee, I definitely appreciate you for coming here, for um, gracing us with your time. Um, And we were talking earlier, and you said that you're going to start coming and being on the show more often. You know what? I told you, whenever you want me here, whenever you invite me, I love coming here and being on the podcast with you. It's fun. I'm going to hold you to that. Y'all heard her say that. So she'll be here next week, (laughs) same time, same place. (laughs) Now, um, we're going to end this. You want to say anything in your last closing words? Uh, No. Uh, The only other thing is I do have my second book coming out. Um, The first one is called Fun in the Snow. The first one was Fun in the Rain. So there's a a four-part series, but this is book number two. So be looking out for that, uh, Fun in the Snow. And um, the one, Fun in the Rain, that's still available on Amazon? It's still available on Amazon. It's doing great. And um, I appreciate all the support. And uh, if you want to find me, you can go over to Forever Marcy Lee on Instagram. All right. Y'all make sure y'all check her out, man. Peace and Black Power, family. Peace. Yeah.